Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Know about Nodeware? Nodeware is an in-demand and real-time cybersecurity solution that helps businesses reduce their risk of ransomware or other cyber attacks, all with breakthrough simplicity and affordability. With truly continuous vulnerability scanning, even during normal business hours, you'll get real-time alerts of network access and new found risks with easy and insightful reports to take action on and report to your customers. Want to learn more? Visit nodeware.com slash partners to find out more. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl, and I am joined today uh, by Lauren Williams, who is here representing PCs for people.org, and we'll put that in the show notes as well as his LinkedIn profile. Uh, after more than 25 years working for IBM and other companies that bought, sold, and leased computer equipment, Lauren moved to a nonprofit sector, joining PCs for People in 2021. He focuses on building relationships with organizations that want to put their retired technology towards bridging the digital divide. Welcome, sir. Thanks, Carl. Great to be here. So is this your full-time gig now, is, uh, is working with PCs for People? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Cool. And you're, you're in Chicago. So um, is this a nationwide thing or just a Chicago area or Illinois? We, we distribute computers across the country, though we do most of our work in eight different geographies. In each of them, we have a technical center where we can refurbish computers and, and distribute them in, in those metro areas. But then we will also ship to all 50 states. And so, so tell us about what that means, because everybody in the audience is technical, obviously. <laughs> so, so when you say refurbish, uh, are you putting in a new operating system, putting in some licenses, loading up just a Google platform? What, what, is, what does an outgoing machine look like typically? Sure. So the outgoing machine will come with Windows. We're, we're a Microsoft authorized refurbisher, and that allows us to load currently Windows 10 on our computers. So the, the low-income beneficiaries who get computers from us will have that same operating system that they might be called upon to use in the workplace. Okay. And is there any software besides the uh, Windows? There, there's some basic applications, and we have a, a couple different custom loads. Um, but what I should probably also say is even before we get there to installing the software, we securely delete all of the data that comes in on the computers. That happens in a secure room within our warehouses, which have their own security in them. And that is something that's very important to the organizations that contribute computers to us. Right. So, um, so PCs for people, uh, let, I guess let's back up a tiny bit. Um, how do you define the digital divide? Is this just oh. have not? Yeah, yeah. So it, probably a little known fact is that 40% of low-income households in the United States today in 2022 
do not have sufficient access to either a computer or to internet service. And that our mission is to change that because as you know, and as members of the IT community know, it's really tough to do anything today without access to the internet. And of course, one needs a computer for that. Um, so that, that is the problem that we are looking to solve. Well, over on the Killing It podcast, which I do with Dave Sobel and Ryan Morse, we've talked about you know these stories in the pandemic of kids sitting in a school bus next to a McDonald's so they could grab the internet uh, because they didn't have any way to, to get it at home. Um, and it's just, it's, it's almost shocking to think that that exists in America, right? Because um, I think 90% of homes have the internet, but that's, that's almost shocking all by itself, right? That there are people without the internet in America. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's um, it, it would be I think like if you if you heard about somebody not having electricity in their house um, in the United States in 2022, I, I liken it to that. It should be internet should be a utility that's widely available to everybody, and a computer is the tool to use that. Everybody should have that. No. So um, with the machines, uh, what are you looking for? Just, I mean, there, there has to be some lower limit. You're not, you don't want Commodore 64s, right? No, well, we don't want Commodore 64s. And, and I do remember those, by the way. Um, but we will actually take Commodore 64s. Um, for us to send our truck out to an organization, we want there to, and pick up the computers. We want there to be 15 or more usable computers, which would be something in the neighborhood of, of five, six, even seven years old. Um, but once we are out there, we will take pretty much any electronics and that helps fulfill our, our secondary mission, which is to keep electronics out of landfills. You know, our primary mission is to get reused computers um, in the households of low income folks. Secondary mission, just keep electronics in general out of landfills. So if we can't reuse it, we make sure it gets responsibly recycled. So if you have a Commodore 64, we'll take it as long as you have some newer stuff for us to pick up. I'm hoping you're going to actually sell the Commodore 64 on eBay and, and use the money for other things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and do you take stuff besides uh, computers? Do you take printers or anything like that? Yeah, we'll take, we'll take just about anything that goes on a computer network or that's in a data center. Um, what we don't want is the microwave oven uh, from your break room or the mini fridge, because those actually, um, there is a recycling stream for those and we encourage folks to use those, but the, that goes through a completely different recycling stream. Right. So with the PCs, 15 or more, and you know, ideally less than five or six years old, uh, do a lot of the people, the IT professionals you work with, uh, have? do they like run a recycling program with their clients and then save them up for you? Is that the way it works? Yeah, a lot of times when it comes to the, to the um, MSPs that might serve uh, small and medium businesses, we found some that, that will take in their clients' computers, put them in a closet, and then maybe we met them for the first time. And they say, oh my gosh, I've had all these computers I'm saving and there's data on them and I haven't had time to delete the data. Um, so PCs for people come on in, pick them up um, because we securely delete all the data, no charge to them. 
um, that, that's a really great match to have for sure. And in fact, there was one MSP we picked up, they had at least our minimum of 15 computers, probably had 25, but they had about 150 hard drives that they had taken out of computers over the years. Um, and we were happy to take those, delete the data, and then reuse those where we could. Right. Well, so when uh, Kara came to work for me, which was about five or six years ago, her first job was to degauze and nuke hundreds of hard drives because I basically, I had them in a, a secure storage area, but it's like, why am I paying to store this old equipment, but I can't get rid of it because it's filled with my client's old data. Um, and so do you do any checks on those hard drives in terms of like, just verify that it's not about to die uh, before you put it in the computer? Well, part of the, um, part of the process when the data gets deleted, we put we actually take the drives out of the computers, put them in a special device we have. It deletes all the data and then tests the hard drive um, so that the hard drive works. And of course, that all the data is securely deleted. As an aside, if for some reason we can't 100% delete all the data, each of our locations has a giant shredder in it, and we will shred those hard drives if we can't delete all the data. Right. So in um, this, for the most part, you have, uh, I think you said eight collection centers. Uh, do each of those centers do all of this work or do they all have to ship it all this to Chicago? Um, nope, they, they each are uh, a full service technical center. They each have technicians. They each have that secure room uh, for the hard drives to get have the data deleted. They each have a truck or trucks. Um, and staff to do that. So it, it's nice. Now do, we do occasionally ship between locations. So if St. Paul has a whole bunch of monitors and St. Louis is short on monitors, we may ship between the locations. Right. Oh, so you need the whole deal, like keyboards, monitors, mouses, like just everything that I've got sitting on my desks, uh, that's what you need. Yep, absolutely. We want, when somebody comes to either one of our retail stores or one of our distribution events, and they come in the door and they have no internet and no computer, we want them to be able to walk home with a computer and everything they need, um, including an internet hotspot if they have no internet, so that that night they can go home and literally be online. So uh, is the hotspot like a T-Mobile um, MiFi device type thing? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I know the listeners can't see this, but I'm showing you uh, an actual hotspot and it is on the T-Mobile Sprint network. And um, we're able to offer that. Oh, very good. <laughs> I got the same. <laughs> we're able to offer that um, at, a, at a low cost to purchase and then a $15 a month, month to month subscription fee. And because we're part of the federal government's affordable connectivity program, that $15 a month can go down to $0 a month if somebody um, has not yet used their affordable connectivity program benefit. And we helped to sign people up for that. So uh, the website is pcsforpeople.org. And uh, is it individuals that you distribute these to or to schools or to other nonprofits? Uh, you know, who who, who can go get a machine or multiple machines? 
So 90% of what we distribute, maybe even 95% goes right directly into the homes of individuals. About 5% gets distributed to other nonprofit organizations. And when you go to the website, it's very easy to find um, Get Tech and Get Tech for individuals, Get Tech for nonprofits. Very cool. And the, the um, folks who are listening, if they've got, I guess, a newsletter, uh, what you'd love is for them to say, hey, anybody need some tech? Anybody know somebody who needs some tech? And uh, do you have like some guidelines or something that they can download and, and sort of stick into their newsletter? Sure, absolutely. Um, the In order to get tech, you the individual has to be at 200% of the federal poverty level or below. Um, and then there's, there's a couple of other various criteria. The other sometimes easier way to show eligibility is if, if the individual is already receiving certain government um, economic aid like housing assistance, food assistance, um, social security disability, any of those kind of automatically qualifies somebody. And that's all right on our website. Very cool. So would you encourage IT pros to uh, distribute the information that way? Or what? how would you like our listeners to most effectively engage with your organization? Sure. If, it's, um, if they want to recommend somebody to get technology, um, write to our website, get technology. If they have technology to contribute to us, um, the, the IT pros can contact me directly and either I'll help figure out how we can get the computers or connect them to, with one of my counterparts in one of our metro areas. Very cool. Um, and about uh, how many people do you serve in an average year? Well, last year, 2021, we distributed 53,000 computers. And we figure on average, each of those computers benefits about three and a half people, average uh, household size. So you can do the math there, over 150,000 people just in 2021. Very nice. And um, uh, does it, uh, I'd be a little cynical, does it really help people get over the digital divide to give them a five-year-old computer? <laughs> well, it, it, uh, it's one step. You really need three things. It's that we like to call it a three-legged stool. You need a computer, you need a device. Um, second, you need an internet connection. And third, you need to know how to use it. You need the training and support. So we, we do offer some amount of training. Some of our locations actually have physical classrooms and we are getting those um, you know, ramped up as COVID is slowing down here um, to have in-person classes. We have some resources for online training. And then everybody who gets a computer from us gets one year warranty and technical support. And the technical support goes beyond, you know, my keyboard doesn't work, my mouse doesn't work. It, it can be calling in and saying, I'd like to set up a Gmail um, email account. I've never done it. How do I do that? And many of our um, beneficiaries, they're getting their first computer ever. So we do get calls like that. And we are able to give support for issues like that. So the individuals who get these, what age do they tend to be? Are these elementary school, junior high, high school? It, it's, a, it, it's really a wide range of ages, Carl. It's anything from students, like you mentioned, K through 12, who need it for online learning, 
Um, now a lot of folks are going back to in-class learning, but you need a computer to do your homework. Um, you can't be in the McDonald's parking lot on your mom or dad's cell phone. It just, that's not acceptable. Um, it, it's people who are trying to do work remotely. It's people who are trying to apply for jobs. Um, there's no way you can fill out a job application on your cell phone. And there's no such thing as a paper application anymore. And then it, it ranges up to um, senior citizens trying to get uh, telemedicine, telehealth, and um, to combat isolation, um, especially some, uh, during the pandemic. So it's really a wide range of ages. So the, uh, the bio said that you moved to this organization in 2021. Was the organization founded then or have you been, has it been around longer? So it was started in 1998 by a oh. social worker in Mankato, Minnesota. When and the first computers were now five or six years old. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And um, it's, it, it, do you want to hear the whole story? Sure, yeah. So it starts with 386s, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so the social worker worked for the, um, for the county there. He was employed by the county and he worked with troubled youth and he had a particular youth who was like uh, hacking into his high school's computer system. So the social worker liked to turn the kid's interest into something positive. So he said, can you help with the database or can you do this for a nonprofit or that? And the kid said, sure, I'd love to, but I don't have a computer. So the social worker goes back to the county and says, can we get this kid a computer? And of course they laughed at him because what county has funding to buy computers for the client. But then someone said, there's a closet over there with our old broken computers. If he can fix one, he can have one. And sure enough, he fixed one, started using it, fixed another. There was somebody else who needed a computer. They distributed that and then another and another. And it turned into kind of a, a sideline gig in an organization for a number of years. And then uh, a few years later, one of the summer interns came back. He had graduated college, worked in consulting. He came back and um, went to the social worker and said, I loved working here. I want to expand this organization. And now we're in all these different cities with 225 or so employees distributing computers all over the country. Wow. And, um, that, that social worker is still on our board of directors. Um, and that, uh, that intern is our CEO still until to, today. Um, <laughs> but we opened in Chicago about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. Very cool. Yeah. Well, uh, it's always interesting when I think about the digital divide that there's, it, it used to be that we'd say, well, you know, you can't have a job if you can't get to work. So you need a car, right? Well, now you don't need a car because you can work from home and you can do whatever. Uh, you know, the kids, like little children, have figured out how to get on the internet, open up a store, have t-shirts printed, open up a Stripe account, hook it up to a bank account that's only digital online and blah, blah, blah. They get a business, but you gotta have a computer. Um, Cause they're, you know, people go on and on about how much you can do on the phone, but there really is a limit of what you can do on a cell phone, so. Yeah, that's, I, I really like how you liken the, the computer today is like the car to get to work in the past. Uh, I think I'm going to use that if that's okay with you. Sure. <laughs>
you can you can take anything you need here. Uh, yeah, I just I think it's interesting because a lot of people just take it for granted. I mean, I, you know, probably like you, I look around my room like, oh, there's a computer and there's a computer. And, you know, uh, people who work here get all the computers they need. Uh, and there are other charities uh, that are out there uh, doing what they can to to help. Um, so you have 200 and some employees. Uh, and so where does the money from that come from? By by uh, selling recycled computers or do you have a charitable foundation that funds you or where does that come from? Yeah, some of each. So when we distribute computers, we, we technically sell them at very low costs, um, anywhere from 25 to maybe $125. Um, and that includes Windows 10, that includes the one-year warranty, technical support and everything. Lately, we've had a lot of grants that have taken pricing down to $0 to $25, which is nice. Um, if we're allowed to do a, a shameless plug, Indeed, the job search, and you'll bleep this out if we can't, um, the Indeed.com, the job search site, um, they decided they wanted to, to promote digital equity and came up with $10 million, and, and half of that went to PCs for People to sponsor 10,000 computers to go to job seekers, um, which is a lot of the folks we distribute to anyways. Right. Um, but, but there's corporations like that that have stood up with money and, of course, with the computers themselves. Indeed didn't give us the computers right. to find those, but they, they cover, kind of covered the costs on that. Very cool. And, and uh, how long can people like rely on you like if they if their computer is I don't know, three years old can they come back and get another one yeah absolutely if they still well hopefully um they will no longer qualify because they'll exceed right. our the income um limits on getting a computer but certainly if that hasn't changed they can come back they can come back for repairs at any time under warranty they're free if they're outside of the warranty they're close to free Right. And so, uh, again, all the other components, memory and so forth, I'm assuming that all gets checked out because, you know, today, a five-year-old computer that's you know, two, two gigahertz uh, is actually pretty beefy if it's got enough memory uh, and Windows 10 is good. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this this not like you're distributing junk or bottom of the line stuff uh, that's just going to irritate people because, you know, a lot of people uh, get upset when people you know donate stuff that's basically junk and then they're like come on you know <laughs> this is a charity uh, but you're also just taking stuff out of the uh out of the um uh, trash and putting it into the recycling uh system as well do you do any of the like recycling of like taking things apart and beginning that process or do you just have somebody that you hand those things over to um, it, it's mixed. Sometimes we'll take we'll take things apart and, and sort the metals and the plastics and all the components on our own. And uh, sometimes we'll we'll have a third party um, that that's qualified to do that. That you know has signed up that nothing will go in a landfill um, when it comes to our downstream recyclers. All right. So PCsforPeople.org. Uh, all right. So I want to ask you a question that you may not be prepared for. So, uh, but. What's the weirdest thing that somebody that had in a pile of stuff that got donated to you? 
Wow, good question. Um, I mean, we've gotten we've gotten like old video games. Um, we did get a mini fridge recently, which was kind of hidden beneath a bunch of computers. <laughs> and and um, the the IT manager apologized for that when he found out about it afterwards. One of his staff kind of slipped it in there. Um, but um, that's that's what I can think of. Nothing nothing too crazy. No old uh, gigantic uh, hard drives from de deck alphas or anything like that? No, I have not seen any of those myself, but I can't <laughs> speak for all of our locations for all of the years. All right, very good. So uh, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you and uh, uh, you know, have you on a show or, or interview you for their newsletters or whatever? Sure. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Lauren Williams. Um, and I think you're going to put that out yeah, there. I'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. And um, my email address is lwilliams at pcs for the word for people.org. Very good. Um, all right. Well, we're almost out of time, but um, I want to thank you for what you do and also uh, encourage folks to get in touch with PCs for People. Um, and with luck, um, you know, you'll be out of business in about five years because everybody will have a computer. I hope so. I hope so. Very good. All right. Lauren Williams, thank you for being with us today. This has been yet another SMB Community Podcast. Thanks, Carl. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.